Hi, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen. And my name is Justin Mueller. And this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. So this season, we're interviewing a number of guests with different backgrounds and specialties and asking them about the best advice they've received in their career. And one of the reasons we're doing this is because we have a book coming out in 2023, Refining Grow, Lessons Learned on Navigating the Business World. And each chapter is a piece of advice that really helped me grow in my career. And so we thought it would be a great idea to have additional guests come on, ones that we know are really interested in mentoring people and have great stories to tell and ask about their story for the best advice they've ever received. And today's guest is Caleb Brickman. Caleb has deep knowledge of the human resources field and over 10 years of experience. He's passionate about talent management and organizational design. He has a PHR, a professional and human resources certification, and his MBA with an organization behavioral specialty from BYU. Caleb has worked as an external vendor in management consulting, as well as an FTE within corporate HR departments. As a consultant, he focused on change management, learning and development, and performance management management for companies like Microsoft. The bulk of his career has been in corporate HR, and he has worked for both Hewlett-Packard and Amazon. Currently, Caleb is a senior HR business partner at DocuSign. Caleb, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're excited to talk to you today. And I'm excited to talk with you as well. So Caleb, knowing you've gotten to work with some phenomenal people in your career, and I'm sure two of those are right here with you, what's some of the meatiest, best advice that you've received in your career? And give us a little bit of the context. Tell us why. Tell us about how that's impacted you. I'll set the stage for this advice. So I started off in consulting, and after a while, I said, you know what? I really want to get into HR, and I really want to be focused on being an HR business partner in particular, working with business leaders in that area. And so I went and got my MBA. While I was there, I went and joined one of the leadership development programs at Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. Really, the purpose of those programs were to get you through a bunch of different functions and at the end, spit you out as an HR business partner. And so got into that program and thought, great, I've got my path set. I am going to get exactly where I want to go. Unfortunately, that's not how it worked out. About three months into my time at Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, they unceremoniously canceled the leadership development program I was in, and they divvied us out to the different executives. And I have pretty good reason to believe that when I got divvied out, the executive who had chosen me had mixed me up with somebody else. Because that very first meeting I had with him, he told me about, you know, the four or five things that he knew about me. And all of them were wrong. Definitely weren't about me. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to change that. And so what I ended up with is I ended up in a position in executive compensation there that I really wasn't excited about. It's not an area at HR that I really had any interest in, and it wasn't the most exciting thing. And within a couple of months, I realized that this is not what I want, and this is not going to help me get, or so I thought at the time, closer to what my real career goal was of being that HR business partner. And so at that point, I did what I thought was the right typical thing. I started to go out and look at new positions, and you started to go network with anyone you could to try to work your way into those new roles. And I came up pretty empty for several months. And 
eventually you start to go cast your network a little wider and a little wider. And I got connected to an individual who had been a former CHRO at a number of mid-sized companies. And he had been an alumni from the same MBA program that I had been a part of. And so that's how I got connected to him. And so I go to this meeting and give my normal spiel, which I really emphasize. Think about my poor situation. I had done all the right things. I had thought I got to the career path that I really was going to go on. And then they changed it on me. And so like, feel bad for me. Like I really tried to play that pity card. And he stops and he looks at my resume and he looks at me, and he tells me, oh, I'd never hire you. And that was not the answer I was expecting. And then he says, I'll tell you why. It's not because you don't have experience or that. It's because what you're doing right here is exactly who I wouldn't want to hire. Because here it is, the job you wanted didn't go the way you thought, and you're just ready to up and run. And then he gave me some advice that's really stuck with me. He said, never leave a position until you can demonstrate that you've thrived in it. And his rationale really was that if you have somebody who can be put in any situation and they can come out, even the bad situations, and really show that they can thrive and add value, that's the kind of person that others are going to want to have at their organizations. Because the answer is almost every company is going to have a point where your position changes and they need something different from you than what they originally told you. It's just a fact of life. It's a fact of how business is run. And particularly in the tech industry, it's a big, really common scenario. And that really stuck with me. And so I kind of changed my tune and I buckled down and said, okay, I'm going to figure out what's some big things that I could take away to show that I thrived in that executive compensation position so that I could go back out to the market. And so that's what I did. I buckled down. I found some really big projects to deliver. And ultimately those experiences helped me then get a new job as a compensation consultant at Amazon. And then eventually that got me to my HR business partner role that I'd been looking for. And so now every time I join a new position, I always look for the first thing, how can I make sure that I can demonstrate that I can thrive in this position so that once I've done that, whenever it comes time to move on, I know I've got a real solid foundation to work from. Yeah, I love that. Justin, you gave me some similar advice, which was not to leave a company when you're frustrated. But I really love that because it's like there's a lesson in this for you to learn. And if you hadn't learned it, you'll keep coming up against the same problem. It's just so hard to ever find that perfect position. No matter how much you look at it, you're always going to get into something and it's going to be different than how the recruiter or the hiring manager sold it to you. I think that's just an unfortunate fact of life. And how you respond to that makes a huge difference in how you feel about your career and what you get to do after that. I often will get the question asked to me because my career has been one of lots of unexpected journeys, and most of them pleasant, but some of them uncomfortable and stretching. What would you tell a young professional entering the career field today, whether that's consulting or going straight as an FTE and a full-time employee in the technology space or other industry in regards to, you know, I often get asked, how did you get where you're at? And what advice do you have for me to map out my career in such a way that I get where I need to go? I often get the intention from folks that they want to know every step along the journey and have that very detailed plan of where they need to go left, where they need to go right, where they need to back up. So I guess given your journey and your story, how do you respond to someone who's looking for that rigid path, knowing that life is going to throw some unexpected curveballs at them? Yeah, this is one I hear a lot. And I'll note, I'm in the HR profession. Careers in the HR profession are some of the weirdest things I've ever seen. 
And the reason I say that is we have this weird dichotomy where so many people who are in HR ended up there because of some weird accident or they were on a team and it got moved into a different direction and became a part of HR and they just ended up there by circumstance and chance. But then the other oddity of the HR function is you have a whole bunch of people who want to get in who can't ever figure out how to do it. And so we got people who didn't try to who end up getting in there. And then we got a bunch of people trying to get in there who can't. And so really, when you look at especially where I sit for the HR group, it's difficult to ever map out a career that says, I'm going to go to this or this and, and this is going to lead to this. There's only a handful of places that really do that. I feel like if you don't go to one of the big four accounting firms, then nobody else doesn't really have a very structured this level to this level to this level. Instead, what you got to almost have is this general idea of where you want to go to, a few waypoints that you know you're probably going to need to hit along the way. And then as you jump in, you just got to jump into whatever you can start demonstrate that you can just deliver and really be a star in what you're doing. And then when the next opportunity comes, you look for the thing that looks as close to something on your list of steps as you can get to, and you jump to there. And sometimes you're going to have places where it really lands on that one thing you really wanted to learn. And then other times you're going to be doing something that doesn't seem like it will have any impact on anything else. Now, I will note that one of the most surprising things about my journey was I didn't think any time in compensation would be a particularly relevant to my experience. A lot of the roles that I've gotten as an HR business partner, I got in part because people really liked that experience in compensation because it wasn't something that was particularly popular, but it's something that a lot of organizations really care about. And so I had to roll with the punches and take the opportunities that I saw. And then when the opportunities came up to do something that looked a little bit closer to an actual step in my career path, take advantage of those. You've become a bit of a sage over the last decade, my friend. That's really good stuff. When you look back, it kind of had two halves to your career so far. The first half, living that consulting career in the second half, then in the HR space, which seems like if we were to do the math, has been probably two thirds of your post-undergraduate career to date. Is that fair? I think so. Uh, maybe yeah. a little more than that. I don't know if I want to remember how old I really am. <laughs> how did consulting prepare you or did consulting prepare you? And if so, in what ways did consulting really prepare you for the journey of the last 10 years and more specifically the journey you've taken within the HR career field? Yeah, there's a couple of aspects about it that really have been helpful. So the first just deals with the nature of consulting. Most of the time, maybe it depends firm to firm, you're expected to come into a situation to understand what the organization's like and how to get things done, and then to deliver something really, really quickly. And so you don't have this time to really get just familiar with the organization or slowly get on board. You jump in, you got to figure out how do you demonstrate that value quickly. And that has been a really, really important aspect of it. And so almost every time I join some new position, I go out and I try to meet all the stakeholders and I try to figure out what's going on and diagnose what's happening in the organization so that I can come away really quickly with some wins and some real impact in what I do. And that aspect alone really helps set the stage because if you can nail a few big quick wins early on in a new role, then you build a lot of credibility to be able to drive the bigger, more impactful projects down the line. So I'll say that is really the first one. The second was this idea of being able to influence people without authority. As the consultant, you have basically no authority to do anything. 
unless later on in the careers that something changes. But when you started, there was no room to do anything. So anything you wanted to accomplish, you had to get there by convincing someone else that your idea, your path was the right thing for them. And for especially where I sit in the HR function, we almost have no real authority. There's occasionally things that I approve and sign off on, but really I don't actually have the authority to make the decisions. Instead, I've got to work with and influence the leaders to help them make the right choices and make the right decisions for their talent and the people in their organization that are going to drive their business outcomes. And so it was great to learn that skill so early on in my career because it's an invaluable skill that I have going forward. The last area I'd say that's really helpful about consulting is you also typically have chances to be exposed to a lot of different things. And I'd say more than anything, that experience of having touched a lot of different elements and organizations, a lot of different programs really helps you build the sort of flexibilities you need to roll with how organizations evolve and change over time. That's fantastic advice for those that are listening. If I could sum up everything you've said to date to include the feedback you were given and how you responded to it early in your HR portion of your career, it really pays to have a depth and breadth of experience and not so much to be a generalist, but to have a deep well of different types of experiences that you can draw from as you progress in your career. Is that a fair summation? Yeah, I would say that having that deep well of experiences to draw from is really important, along with the idea that you need to be really adaptable, that you can be put in different places and really be able to be successful. Flexibility, yeah, and how you're thinking, how you're approaching, where you're focused. Exactly. It's so important. And especially where I sit in the tech world, because what's great and popular now could be totally different a year from now. Caleb, as you think about the kind of folks that you are looking to bring into any organization, but specifically in the HR field, what kind of traits are you looking for in a young person just entering into their career? So at first, I'd say I usually want to find somebody who's really hungry to make a difference. That is a really hard trait to teach over time. And so if you've got somebody who's willing to do that, once they're willing to do that, that means there's a lot of opportunity to help channel that energy into something really great. The next thing I'd really say is you need somebody who can learn because especially for something like HR, there's what the textbooks say and what you learn in classes. And then there's the reality of actually trying to make it happen. And as much as you can be really knowledgeable on the subject, you still have to have a lot of lived experiences to actually learn and grow and be able to say, oh, based on how this one went, I know how I'm going to do it differently the next time. And then the last one I'd say is you need somebody who can really learn how to organize and influence those around them. Because if I can find somebody who's the one who's out there initiating and saying, hey, I have an idea and I'm going to get these people on board and this is how we're going to go about it. If they can learn that, that is such a valuable skill because that is really the essence of being a successful HR partner is doing that and then just having your task focuses on how you work with the organization and its people and talent. That's a great place to end, Caleb. I feel like you shared so many good tidbits with us, but I love the story in the background. And to summarize, it's about building up the knowledge and also having the flexibility to be open to building up those different types of knowledge. So don't quit until you've really, what was the word, Caleb? Never leave a position until you can demonstrate that you've thrived in it. Yeah, don't leave until you've thrived. Love that. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Caleb. 
That's it for today's episode. To access more information about the upcoming book, Refine and Grow, Lessons Learned on Navigating the Business World, or find additional resources, head out to our website at refineandgrow.com. And tune in next week for an all-new episode. Thanks for listening.